it takes a bit of like grit and perseverance and just you know getting yourself out of your shell even though that's scary you know you can open a lot of doors Hello, Titan family, and welcome to Fram and Friends, a Cal State Fullerton podcast in partnership with Titan Radio. Our next guest had an epic Titan journey that culminated this past June on our commencement stage. She's an alum, a biochemist, a skateboarder, a prankster, a friend, and as you will soon hear, an amazing Titan. Here to introduce her and start the conversation is our president, Fram Virgie. Well, hey, everyone. I hope uh, you're staying safe out there and... uh... I'm excited to have everybody back on campus and and getting to see people face to face. We are so lucky today. We we have um, uh, someone here who uh, will brighten your day no matter where you are, no matter what's happening when you run into her. But you know, I'm just thinking about how to describe her. And Matt started a little bit. 4.0 biochemistry major, graduate 2021, president scholar. She worked in our office at the president's office, and I saw her, I saw her every day for a couple of years. Uh, research to cure West, West Nile virus. I am not kidding. Skateboarder, a smile that lights up a room. Shana Nguyen. Shana, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm great. It's great to have you. Man, I can see you smiling. We have our masks on just in case you guys wondered, and I can see you smiling behind that. It's just perfect. Yeah, it's so interesting being here. I've never done a podcast, so I'm enjoying this experience. Well, good, good. Well, this will be fun. This is just the conversation, and uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll worry about if anybody's really interested in what we have to say. They'll, they'll tell us later. But I, you know, it's just my chance to have a good conversation with you. It's been too long, so always best to start at the beginning, right? So tell us where you grew up. Uh, tell us about your mom and dad. You have brothers and sisters. Your path to getting to Cal State Fullerton. Tell us who you are. were born in Vietnam and they came over uh, after the Vietnam War. I'm the oldest in my family and I have two younger brothers. One is 19. I forget. (laughs) He is currently in Cal Poly and then the other one is 13. He's an eighth grader at the middle school nearby. Um, My dad is a computer engineer at JPL and then my mom is an anesthesiologist. and for the most part, I've grew up in your Belinda, but before we used to live in a small apartment in Costa Mesa, and it was just me and my oldest brother at the time. But growing up, I always remember that I always had to take care of my brothers and be a good example for them and to try and set the stage. But what I enjoyed is if if I was always interested in something, my parents would always support me, and then they would try to get my brother involved. Like when I was younger, I would do karate. And then my brother would want to do it, and we had a good time doing that together. And then going into high school, that was when I realized that I liked science a lot, specifically chemistry. It was my high school teacher, Mr. Shunton. He, you know, he taught, and I really enjoyed how he taught, and I felt like I was able to understand the things around us a little bit better. And I realized that was something that I wanted to pursue going into college. And then in terms of like what I wanted as a career choice, I knew that I was interested in helping people, individuals, but I was also interested in helping younger populations with children because I felt like that's what I did most of the time growing up when I would spend time with my brothers or spend time with my other younger cousins. Because also my dad, he is the youngest of 14 siblings. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of cousins going around, so I would spend time with them. But 
I thought that was something that I wanted to do. And then once I got to Cal State Fullerton, um, it was my first semester in the fall. That was when I met Dr. Salzameda, and he showed me what his lab was about, and I thought it was really interesting. And so I asked to join, and my project was on the West Nile virus. And as I got more involved with that, I enjoyed the scientific process of trying to answer these questions or try to answer biomedical questions to help people in the future. And that was something that I wanted to do. And that pursued me to apply to the Maximizing Access to Research Careers program, the MARC program on campus, so that I can, it could, would be able to prepare me for a career in research. And next year, I'll be applying to MD, PhD programs. Awesome. I, uh, in case you missed that, MD and PhD <laughs> at the same time. Absolutely. So all in there, embedded in that answer was, I always had to take care of the kids, so I may as well get paid for it. <laughs> get paid for something you're good at. That's yeah. right. I love it. I love it. So did you always know that you wanted to, what you wanted to study in college, or was it in high school when you were uh, inspired by your chemistry professor? That's when it started. I think I was mainly inspired by my high school chemistry professor. Um, but I I feel like I also have to give credit to my dad, too, but I didn't really realize it until Well, college. he's listening, so you can go ahead and do that, you know. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, growing up, he would always want me to get involved in different things, like Rubik's Cube solving. He would, like, sit down and help me practice it, and that was another passion um, you'd always want me to try to do computer science things because that was what he did and you'd be really excited, but it wasn't necessarily my thing. But I just enjoyed the process of being able to build something from scratch and to be able to use it to solve another issue. I love it. Yeah. So did you, th when you were in high school and you were thinking about where to go to college, where, where, where were the places you were thinking about? Where did you think about going? I felt like I was looking at UCs for the most part, because that was what I knew mainly in California. And living so close to Cal State Fullerton, that was also one of the things that I was interested in. Um, I did look at some out-of-state mainly because I was looking at biochemistry or chemistry programs. Um, yeah, but then I think it was my junior year, um, Navita Rao, she was a year above me, and we were actually in the same class. Uh, for economics and she became a president scholar when she graduated and that's how I heard about the program and so going into senior year I knew that I wanted to apply seeing that she was thriving at Cal State Fullerton and seeing what the president scholars program had to offer. So I was going to ask you what is it that then if you had obviously you were a great student <laughs> and you had choices to go anywhere so why did you decide on Cal State Fullerton? What was it that brought you here? I mean, I think it's the best choice you could ever have made. I'm really glad that I you agree. did. But tell me what it was that attracted you. What really sold me was when I came onto campus uh, for the first time to do my interview for President Scholars. I remember we had our interview in person in the Mahala building, it was called at the time. Is it still called that? The College of Business. The College of Business, right. Um, and I got to meet Catherine, who's the receptionist for the Center for Scholars, and then I got to meet other president scholars. And I remember when I was first there, I was extremely intimidated by everyone, seeing how successful they were. So I was definitely dealing with imposter syndrome, but also seeing that they're really positive and really supportive for me, even though I wasn't in the program yet, I felt welcomed. 
And then once I was in the interview room, I got to talk to other um, Press Scholar alumni, current scholars, as well as donors that are involved with the program and seeing how accomplished everyone was and seeing how they always come back to support the current students, even though they graduated and went on to do bigger and better things. I thought that was really special. So I was thinking about what must have been the reasons, and I wrote down smaller class sizes, the chance <laughs> to do student research, yes, uh, close to home. But really, it sounds like you found your people right away. Yes, community is a big thing. I've learned that in college and being able to come into such a large campus and already having a community is really comforting. So tell me what it was about, uh, what, what is it about community that's so important? Why do you think that that's such an attraction? Well, I think if I were to go to another campus or just be in a group and not know anyone, I would feel a little isolated. I also consider myself to be pretty introverted. And so sometimes it takes me a while to get outside of my shell. So being able to have a community gives me a sense of comfort, a little more at ease, and a little more confidence to go out and do other things. So you said something just a few minutes ago that uh, some people who are listening might have just skipped right over. You do. And that is um, that you felt a little bit of imposter syndrome, like yeah. maybe you didn't belong here. Now, of course, nothing could be further than the truth. <laughs> and I hope you know that now. But there are, there are some people out there listening to our podcast who are thinking about coming to Cal State Fullerton. We've got freshmen and sophomores who've never been on campus before. Tell us about uh, your feelings about imposter syndrome and how you overcame them. Yeah, I remember that summer, even though I already got accepted into the President Scholars Program, I felt like there would be some time until I graduated in the summer, I'd get an email and they say, like, we decide to drop you. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I always felt that. And that was scary for some reason. I know that's an irrational fear looking back now, but that that was something that always worried me for some reason. And I felt like back then all I knew was high school and I knew sometimes in high school things were hard doing with dealing with AP or IB classes or trying to juggle a bunch of things and I felt like because I struggled then it's going to be way harder or a lot more harder in college like how could I possibly make it in here there's no way and I felt like in the summer I remember I felt like I had to give myself like a mental pep talk and think about, okay, Shana, I know things were hard or you thought it was hard in high school. Let's see what we can do to try and make it better. And I would kind of like brainstorm, like, I have an idea of how classes are. I asked other present scholars how college classes are. And so I would try to like incorporate different study habits or what I would want to try to do. Um, and that's what I did. And then trying to make friends and uh, classes was a little scary at first, but being able to make friends gave me that sense of community. But, you know, just trying a lot and incorporating different study habits. Sometimes things don't work, so you can ditch those and try to find other things. And I feel like you're always evolving. Like every semester, I wasn't always doing the same thing. And I think that helps a lot. So um, you decide on Cal State Fullerton, you apply the Present Scholars Program, you come in, and you get started and you realize you're not an imposter at all, that you actually belong here. <laughs> Tell us about your time. Tell us about what it was like at Cal State Fullerton. I mean, we've got students out there, as I said, who are thinking of coming here. And yeah. we've got uh, uh, freshmen and sophomores who spent their time virtually for the last two years. And juniors are only here for one one semester. Yeah. So 
give us give them a sense of uh, your experience and why they ought to be excited to be back on campus in person. Yeah, I really want to emphasize the importance of community, especially being virtual. I know that's something that's hard. You know, a lot of times students during COVID, like they're just stuck in their room, just behind a screen, just talking, or even for the most part, not talking, just being a black screen on Zoom. But I think that's where Cal State Fullerton wins. You mentioned there's smaller class sizes. So I think it's a lot easier to be more personal with the professors. Even though it was virtual, I felt like I was able to have a good connection with all my professors. They knew who I was, even though it was only virtually. Um, I thought that was really important. And, you know, going before COVID, I felt like I had a strong relationship with a lot of my professors. And I don't think that's something you get at other universities where it is such a large campus. Um, and I know because we are a commuter campus, I notice a lot of people make more efforts to have a community, to have things to be more involved in. Like I know present scholars is one thing, but you know, we went out to do intramural basketball, big baller scholars, mm -hmm. things like that. Or I have my community like with research through the MARC program. And having a lot of ties to campus through those ways, you know, is a good sense of home. And that's what made me excited to come to campus to see my friends, essentially. So feeling a part of something makes you a part of something. Yes. And makes you realize you belong there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Now, you took it one step further, which is what I like to tell students that they should do. <laughs> they shouldn't just come to school and go to class or even just join um, a group, they should try to lead. And I know you've got some, you've had some leadership positions. I know that you were, uh, for the MARC program, you were a, a leader in for the social program and for present scholars, you were on the executive committee. What was it that led you to uh, search for a leadership position? Yeah, so my first leadership position on Cal State Fullerton, I think was through the executive board in present scholars. And that was my sophomore year. Um, I was social chair. Uh, looking back my freshman year, I really appreciated how those current social chairs specifically were able to, you know, produce gatherings or have these fun events for all of us to hang out and mingle outside of a classroom setting. Even though we like the library, we can have fun outside. You know, uh, I appreciated that and seeing the different roles that people had in exec board, they are very important in, in one, getting the word of present scholars out there to show everyone that, you know, in addition to being a community, we can do good for a community by, you know, participating in community service, being able to donate and give back in that way. And I thought that was very admirable and something that we should continue to do. And so I wanted to take on that role to, one, learn how to be a leader. Um, I know, like, with imposter syndrome, I struggled with, a, like, a lot of confidence and being able to do that and have the confidence to give back was really exciting. And then with Mark, I wanted to take that same thing where in the Mark program, our cohort and our gr group is a lot smaller compared to present scholars because there's only about 14 of us. And a lot of times with Mark, we're very much busy with either applying to grad school or summer research programs or getting involved in our labs where sometimes we forget to have fun. <laughs> so I thought it was, it's especially important to have those types of social interactions so that we can enjoy ourselves and see that we can be a group despite going through these hardships together. So you're 
uh, we're talking a lot about building community and yeah. about um, a sense of belonging and all those things. But let's also be clear, the big part of going to college and going to university is the academic part. Absolutely. Um, and you are wicked smart. <laughs> I mean, uh, 4.0 in biochem. Come on, give me a break. We know that. But um, you decided that you weren't just going to go to class and get good grades. You actually wanted the experience of preparing yourself to, for a life of uh, in medicine and research. Mm -hmm. So tell us about your experience uh, with uh, um, uh, the biomedical research that you've been doing. How did you come upon it? And, um, um, you know, expl explain yourself. What is this love of science that you have? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my first class at Cal State Fullerton, it was 120B Gen Chem, the second semester with Dr. Hewitt. And I remember, like, uh, before that class started, I would hear he's the worst professor out of all of them. He's super hard. But I remember in that class, like, the one thing I enjoyed was how after each chapter, he would incorporate like a real life example to explain like why we see this in real life. Um, like the one that comes to mind is like why a soda loses its fizziness over time or why global warming is an issue because animals are going extinct in the water because their shells are literally dissolving because the ocean's acidifying. And being able to explain real life using theory essentially. I thought that was really fascinating. And the fall semester, as I previously mentioned, Dr. Salzameda, who would be my PI throughout Cal State, throughout my time at Cal State Fullerton, he um, asked if I was interested in his lab. And so I met with him and he showed me uh, what his projects were on. And essentially he deals with different um, viruses and diseases and we have a molecular target, which is a protein, and we want to create different drug therapeutics through organic synthesis to try and stop that virus or disease from happening. And I thought that was really interesting because I enjoy chemistry a lot and being able to use what I know and applying it outside of the real world. I thought like that was mind blowing. Like I felt like I was able to do something even though like I only knew this much from college. Like you could answer all these complex questions using your skill set. But what's also cool about research is a lot of things are interdisciplinary where it's not always just chemistry related. A lot of times like biology gets involved when you think of um, genetics and things like that, or sometimes math and physics can get involved and that can expand your skill set even more. And you always want to try to inquire and learn more about these things so that you can try to focus in on this one issue. And I just feel like research and science, it's almost limitless when you can try to answer those types of questions in that way. And so I can tell <laughs> from your face and from your voice that this is something that you love, that yes. you have a passion for. Yeah. <laughs> so you look forward to going to the lab. You look forward to doing this. I do, yeah. Um, even though I'm not currently in school right now because I just graduated, I have friends who are in grad school and I'll ask like, hey, can you send me the research papers that you're reading? And so like, I like to read those in my free time. I don't understand it a lot sometimes, but being able to read it and see what different people are doing in the real world is super cool. <laughs> so this is something special about Cal State Fullerton too. And that is that we do a lot of student research. 
Yes. Like faculty find the students that are interested and have a passion for this. And you have student-led faculty, uh, faculty-led student research into very important areas. I mean, as we mentioned earlier on, you're looking for a way to treat and cure the West Nile virus. And you've been working on that for years, right? Yeah. It was essentially my entire time at Cal State Fullerton. So um, uh, if people are out there and thinking about, uh, gee, maybe I'd like to do some research, tell them how they might get connected, how they might do that. Yeah, I think um, you you can be interested in a lot of things and you can look at the professors on the website, whether it be like through STEM or other departments and see what they research. And if it sparks even a little bit of your interest, I think you could shoot them an email, give them your CV and say why you're interested in them. Like re- after reading what their research bio was about, say what sparked your interest and if you if it's possible, if you can participate in that. Yeah. Could change your life. Absolutely. We have a lot of alums on this show, including you now, <laughs> who have cited a certain professor as someone who have changed their life. Yes, and absolutely. In the scenario, there is a scenario in which you never met that professor or you didn't put yourself out there. And I think that's what Fram is getting at. There are those students out there. It's not going to fall in your lap. It might, but you do need to do a little bit of work to find them and and. and and create that bond. It takes a bit of like grit and perseverance and just, you know, getting yourself out of your shell. Even though that's scary, you know, you can open a lot of doors. So this, even though this is a difficult time for so many people, for you, this must be a really interesting time with coronavirus <laughs> um, and the parallels to um, your work trying to find therapeutics and cures for West Nile virus and looking at the replication of coronavirus. How has that been? Have you been uh, eagerly looking at that and paying attention to it? Yeah, I have. That's funny you say that because um, like right before COVID shut down, I remember I was talking to my PI and he was joking about, man, I feel like COVID just writes your personal statement for you. It's so similar. <laughs> um, and in some regard, it is. I remember reading a lot of the papers um, and like seeing the replication process and how they're similar in some ways and how they're different in some ways. Um, yeah, I always appreciated that. And I know we have vaccines for COVID-19. It's interesting to see how some molecular targets are a lot harder to keep track of or to try and get a hold of as opposed to other ones. So based upon your time in research, were you surprised about the the speed with which the vaccine came to market? I wasn't necessarily surprised. I was more appreciated, appreciative and fascinated as to, you know, if a lot of minds can work together and collaborate, you can produce something great. Amazing, wasn't it's, it? It's yeah. a lot faster than just one person doing it, for yeah. sure. Okay, so I'm going to move from one really... Um, esoteric and academic piece to another. I also know that you love to carve on that skateboard of yours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I remember the first one of the first times I saw you out of, outside of the office, I was walking up to housing and you were coming the other oh, way really? <laughs> and you were riding your skateboard down and you almost ran me over. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. But you stopped and we had a conversation and I thought, oh boy, I knew I loved her. And then I figured out that you love to ride skateboard. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you... Uh, how did you get into skating? That's actually really funny. It still has to relate to research. So when I first started <laughs> in the lab, I know there's a student who was in there previously and he graduated before I entered. I know he was a skateboarder. Um, and I think he left his penny board 
on inside the lab and it was just there next to the fridge for like the longest time no one was touching it and so one day i was like i'm gonna take it home <laughs> and so i took it home or to the dorms because i was living in the dorms at the time and i showed my roommate and i was like look at this is what i'm gonna do and i think in the first five minutes i fell a lot <laughs> but, i remember that you got hurt yes i yeah. i've sprained my ankle many times because of skateboarding especially back then yeah but it was scary my pi saw me take it and he was like oh be careful don't fall um, but I was super determined to get the hang of it. Like I would force myself to write it to campus, even though it's not allowed here, but I would do it. Yeah. And then eventually I got Rebel. the hang of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get this no matter how slow I go. I'm writing to class. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So a lot of people probably don't know, but um, I used to skateboard a whole lot when I was younger yeah. <laughs> and broke my arm in six places one time skateboarding oh and had so, so, and all you do is get right back on, keep going at it. Yep. It's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Every time you fall, you just get back up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, you, we, we talked to, we, you talked about the, the President's Scholars Program being a, an attraction here. Um, there are so many different programs like that on campus. There's, uh, uh, you know, the Guardian Scholar Program or the President's Scholar Program or any of the clubs that we have on campus there's intramural sports yes. there's uh hiking clubs there's music there's all these different ways to get involved you got involved with the president scholars program so uh that was your part one at least one of your cohorts one of your mm -hmm. families tell us how tell us what the best part of being in a cohort like that is president president scholars um i think watching you you had a fun four years in that program <laughs> yes um the best, I what I enjoyed with those types of communities or groups is we all had like at least a few things in common. You know, if we couldn't find anything in common, at least we had present scholars in common. But for the most part, like we could all relate to different things. Like we're in the same grade, experiencing similar things, and I think it's great to relate to people in that way, like with hardships and such, um, and having that type of support. Yeah, I don't know what was the other part of that question. <laughs> No, just tell me why you had a good time. You, oh, yeah. You're answering it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the thing that I love about each of the cohorts that I see is there is one thing that ties them together. It yeah. may be uh, a passion for a sport or a scholarship program or a club or whatever it might be. And yet everybody comes from all these different backgrounds. And it's a way to draw everyone together and build a community within the Titan community, which is what we are, is we're one big, huge community, one big, huge family made up of all these little communities together it's true yeah like they're all overlapping in some way yeah the intersectionality of all of that yes. of all the people so i mean you were also because you were doing research you were president scholars you were doing all these other things as well so there's lots of intersectionality i'm sure oh absolutely all over campus yeah like even though president scholars people think of us as studious people and like the first thing that comes to mind is ultimate frisbee like a lot of us still like to get in touch and then go out to a park and play. And then with Mark, a lot of us like to play games online. So we'll have that for ourselves. Yeah, those will be your friends for life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And have you reached out and uplifted and have a mentees on campus the way Nevada did for you? And do you do you have do you enjoy that that part of it now that you're a graduate? Yeah, the the person that comes to mind is Isabel Serrano. Yeah. Um, she was also a student assistant at the president's office, I remember. Um, I met her 
my freshman year. Yeah. I met her my freshman year and she was a fifth year at the time on her way to graduate. And I remember in the Center for Scholars, there was a time where she was like, hey, Shana, I have to practice this research presentation. Uh, could I practice in front of you? I was like, sure. Yeah. And she's a math major. Um, I'm not good at math. I'm, or I don't think I'm the best, at least. I Not at that degree. And hers, I remember it was like creating a model and predicting the spread of, I think it's the Zika virus across the United States using math <laughs> and i like got i published right I, I think it did get yeah. published and like i enjoy viruses but being able to like answer it from a different side using math and being able to create these predictive models again i don't understand math but i was able to like follow her theory um related to i think binary i'm, I'm so sorry isabel if i'm <laughs> saying it wrong i don't understand much but i remember i fell in love with it and i was like that is so cool and she was also in the Mark program at the time. And so after she graduated, I would stay in contact with her. And I'd be interested in hearing what she had to say. And like what she was doing and what she did at Cal State Fullerton inspired me. And I got into the Mark program. And what's funny is in the Mark program, we have like an alumni mentor where you get paired with a Mark alumni who's at another grad school and they'll help you during your time in Mark. And Isabel was my Mark alumni mentor. So it was fun, you know, getting to be in contact with her and having her support me throughout my time in Mark. Yeah. But having student mentors is amazing. And Isabel is definitely one for me. So uh, just so that everybody on the call realizes how perfect you really are. <laughs> um, what, what, uh, here we're talking about someone who uh, is wicked smart, who does research, who has great grades, who spent spent lots of time building community on campus. But I also know that service and volunteering is really, really important to you. Where does that come from? I know you volunteered for the, the Girl Scouts and Pooch Match and Boys and Girls Club and Ronald McDonald House, uh, Coastal Cleanup. There's all kinds of things. Um what, where did that come from? Is that from mom and dad? Is that from uh, service in school? Where did it come from? That's a good question. I don't know. I I feel like I get a sense of enjoyment being able to share something with another group. Like one of the things you just listed was like working with the Girl Scouts. I think to date that is my favorite uh, volunteer experience because it was during COVID and so they had like a virtual Zoom STEM event. And I worked with our other Mark scholars to give them different Play-Dohs so that we can make a kit or a molecular, not sorry, a Play-Doh model of the brain. And then while they were making it, we were basically explaining to them what the brain does. And I think in that regard, I enjoyed, you know, sharing my passion of science and STEM to those younger individuals and seeing how they got excited about it while they were being, where they were able to make something fun. With other things, it, I enjoyed like feeling like I was able to make an impact on someone or being able to give back given what I have and being able to help others and lift people up. Yeah, this is a lesson that I hope all Titans learn. Um, and that's a reason why the present scholars are suggested and asked to go and do service so they mm -hmm. can get that feeling and get that experience. You know, they're, uh, 
getting a job and earning money and and doing all those things and being successful, taking care of your family, very, very important. Uh, uh, working hard and uh, um, moving up socioeconomically, very important. But there's nothing more important than helping your community, helping others. You get such a great feeling from that. And I actually think it's the best drug that there is. Um, and so uh, you can see that all over your CV, but you can also see it all over your face when you talk about it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so what do you say to students that say, well, I'm too, too busy. I'm too busy studying. I'm, I'm too busy um, uh, at home. I'm too busy working. What do you say to them about um, taking some time and specifically setting it aside to help others? To help others, I feel like it's it's good to say yes to things. Like I know as a student, I would always say no. Like when well, when friends would say like, "Hey, like come on, let's hang out," or like, "Hey, there's a service event. Do you want to do it with me?" And sometimes I'm so tempted to say no because I have to do my studies or I have to go to the lab to do something. Like that will always be there, but um, like sometimes you just gotta say yes to it just to put yourself out there and do something outside of school. It also puts you more in touch or um, with the community and seeing what people are doing outside of just studying in, in Cal State Fullerton or in the library. Yeah, there's more there's more to life than just the library, yes. for sure, for the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> and when we want when when uh, students graduate from Cal State Fullerton, we want them to be ready for that first job and that second job. Mm -hmm. But we also want them to be ready to be great community members. Absolutely. To help take care of our community and be mayors and city council people and sit on the boards of education and be mentors to other kids. And a lot, there's lots and lots to, for us to do to take care of each, each other and build community. Absolutely. Good. Good. I love that. <laughs> Um, so what's the future for Shana? What, what is it that you want to do? Well, uh, the reason why I want to apply to MD PhD programs next spring is because my ultimate goal is to be a physician scientist where I'm able to be a practicing doctor, but also to being able to do research. And what I think is special about that, as opposed to either just being an MD or just a PhD is I'm able to answer these research questions, but also have firsthand experience with patients to see like what kinds of questions need to be answered or immediately. Um, and then with that related to my project with the West Nile virus, I'm interested specifically in viruses and diseases with my research emphasis. Yeah. Are so, you still intimidated? Do you still feel that sense of imposter syndrome? Oh, or? absolutely. I felt imposter syndrome like coming here. I was like, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And and you just, like before, you just overcome it and just put your head down and grind. Sometimes. Well, yeah, for sure. Like you let yourself feel it, but then just, just do it. Yeah. It, it's easier said than done for sure. Yeah. So obviously an MD-PhD program is an arduous uh, yeah. endeavor, uh, but knowing your life uh, so far and knowing your love of research and that that's really what it is, you're going to be a lifelong learner um, and you're going to be doing that research and providing that service through being a doctor and taking care of people for the rest of your life. Um, and so to go back to taking care of your cousin, you may as well get paid for it, right? 
I should start asking her. She like I just have nieces and nephews and cousins just showing up at my house. I need to start Venmo requesting them. Yes. <laughs> that happened this weekend. I love it. I love it. Okay, so think back on your time at Cal State Fullerton and tell me the thing that you liked best about it and the thing that you'd like to change. And you can't say parking. <laughs> the thing that I liked best. Ew, that was this is hard. Hmm. Off the top of my head, I think being able to travel because of school, like through the MARC program, I was able to go to Hawaii to present at the SACNAS Diversity Conference. Um, one, I always enjoy going to conferences because I can present my work to a different audience, be able to explain to them what I what I did in the lab. And a lot of times you have to, you know, know your audience because not everyone is one, a chemist to an organic chemist. And so being able to explain that to them and, you know, getting them excited about my, the story that I have to tell is always fun. And then being able to use science to go to different places is always a great time. Uh, but my least, I don't, <laughs> mm. I don't know. More food places? More food, food. places. Yeah. Well, okay. I spent a lot of time I spent a lot of time on campus. Um spent went to Panda Express and Starbucks a lot. We can we can do more food variety. Yeah, that's a good that's a good piece. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Well the two new places in the TSU, were they here when you were yeah, they what are the new biology? Yeah, biology. Here, yeah, yeah. I'm sad the pizza press across the street shut down. Yeah. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. Some places. But there's new places it. coming. That's true. Yeah. 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 That was my favorite place. <laughs> so let's switch gears a little bit. You talked about the fact that uh, mom and dad came from Vietnam, mm-hmm. uh, immigrated here. Uh, some people don't, a lot of people don't know that Orange County has the largest Vietnamese population outside of Vietnam yes. uh, in the world. Uh, amazing culture, amazing food. Oh my gosh, I love the food. Amazing community, wonderful community, great music, um, great tradition. Uh, but over the last year, there's been some problems in our country and even in Southern California with anti-Asian hate um, yeah. and the expression of that. How has that affected you? How have you dealt with that? Mom and dad okay? And and tell us um, how it imp- implicated you or how you felt about it. Yeah, I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so actually during COVID, like there was the George Floyd protest and that was really hard with Black Lives Matter and being an ally with that. And then actually, I think it was in October. So it's about a year ago. Um, I lost my grandma due mm. to Alzheimer's. And that was actually the last grandparent that we had around. And I know that was hard because one, that was like one of our last ties back to Vietnam, someone that was born there and then spent most of their life there. And then coming, going to, you know, stop Asian hate and seeing all the hard things that a lot of Asian Americans have to deal with, especially like, Asian, older Asian women when they're getting attacked, that's really hard to see because I was, when I see that, I think of my grandma and that breaks my heart. It's really hard to see. But again, I think having a community, people that can relate to you um, and understand like where you're coming from when you say something's hard, I think that's, that means a lot. So tell me what you think the Titan community can do what CSUF can do to 
stand up and uh, help be that change that we need to see? What can we do better? Hmm. I feel like always having conversations related to like Asian and black injustices is always a good start. I know in Orange County, there's a lot of pushback with regards to that. Um, but I think, you know, you can't meet that type of fire or anger with more fire. You, you Having the conversation or the civil conversation to see where they're coming from and they can hopefully also take the time to listen to you is a good step. Um, I know, I think here um, we implemented like the ethnic studies course. I think that was a good first step and I think that's definitely necessary. Um, and then I think going forward, having more representation in leadership roles and in the classroom, I think is a big step. I didn't think that was a big thing at the time, but it is. I, I definitely think that is. You couldn't you couldn't be more right. Uh, this year we hired our most diverse set of faculty that we've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, also hired more ethnic ethnic studies faculty than we've ever had. Uh, and uh, our one book series this year is a is a book by George Takei called "They Call Us Enemy." They called us enemy, which is a a book about his experience growing up in the internment camps in Manzanar, wow. and the whole campus is reading it, our, our whole Titan community is going to read it, alumni and everybody else. And so it's a perfect opportunity to talk about those issues. Absolutely. So I hope you'll read it. I hope yeah. you'll be a part of it. Yeah. Where can I get it? I'll get we'll you get a copy. To the office. Oh, yeah. absolutely. for sure. Yeah. All right. So something a little bit more light. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a lightning round. You just have to answer these questions lightning quickly. Round. You don't have, okay. you don't have time to think. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Oh, good one. Hot dogs or hamburgers? Vegan or vegetarian hamburgers. Vegetarian <laughs> burgers. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Absolutely. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, favorite place in Orange County? Ooh. Any trail. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite music artist? Right now, Halsey. Okay. Uh, longboard or shortboard? Longboard. Mm. Skate or study in the lab? <laughs> Por que no los dos? Do, <laughs> skate to the lab. Study in the lab, take a break and skate. Okay. <laughs> Favorite book? Um, Handmaid's Tale and then the second book, The Testament. Right. Uh, what What is the thing that you're most scared of? Feeling like I didn't do enough. Uh, say, tell us something that always makes you smile. Any office episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just about everything makes yeah. you smile, I think. Awesome. Um, well, you were a very, very special person in the president's office uh, for those year, couple of years that we got to work together. And I got to come in every day and see you smile. Um, and it always made me smile. So, so excited. To have you here today so excited yeah. to have the chance to see you um you're gonna do amazing amazing things um i can't wait to watch uh that md phd um and then see what other letters come after that yeah. <laughs> thank you <laughs> we uh we love you we really do thank you i always think about you guys like it's my first 
job at Cal State Fullerton, and I never look back. Well, don't forget, this is your home. Always, always, always. We're always ready to see you, always ready to welcome you home. And hopefully someday you'll be back teaching and doing research here. Wow. That would be awesome. Come full circle. Thanks, kiddo. (laughs) Thank you, Shana. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Fram and Friends, a collaboration between Titan Radio and Cal State Fullerton. For more episodes like the one you just heard, visit titanradio.org. 